Welcome to the Renewed Nurse Podcast. I'm Nurse Meg. And I'm Nurse Em. Hey, Em. Hello, friend. Hi. How are you doing? Um, I'm good. I'm sitting here waiting for the rain to come in. Is yeah. It, oh. Are you there? Or looking rainy? It is looking. It's been looking rainy all day. Yeah. Um, it's when coming. We're, yeah, when we're recording this, it's the 23rd of Wednesday. So we're a little ahead of the game and you guys will listen. But yesterday, August 22nd, my whoop um, info, like I get like, I don't know, little facts or details or whatever. And um, that's like my, I don't know if you guys have heard me nerd out about my whoop band. It's like a little fitness band thing. Anyways, um, they said that yesterday was the longest day of sun. Yeah. Wait. I didn't know this. Is that? I thought that happened. It's one of the it... solstices. Oh. That that happens. Was it so maybe I? Okay, I was just catching up on all my texts. So I wonder if it was like from a day before that. Okay. Either way, it was in the end of August at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's <laughs> And accurate. I missed it. And I'm so sad. I know. Because today now... was like the longest day of gray. And now it's definitely all days here on after will be shorter. Hold mm. on. I'm going to find this out. You Sh- know not, that, right? Not actually shorter, but like less sunny. Yeah. But like we didn't set our clocks back or I know. Whatever. That's why I'm like, I don't think that it happened yet. Hold on. Hold on, please. I'm going to be the hidden brain today. Hold, please. Hold, please. It kind of sounds like, did you ever um, watch the show Shit's Creek? No, but you always talk about it. My sister and mom would talk about it. There's a main character named Moira, and she she speaks with this very like affected, weird speech pattern. Anyway, yeah. Um. Okay. Longest. Um. Yeah, you're so right. I was really behind. I think. Yeah, that was June. I I was like, I don't think that that's August. longest day of the year was june 21st wow literally the text is from june 21st guys and you're just getting it now i was just getting back to responding don't reach out to em if you need a response quickly because that's apparently where she's that's so funny i was like oh this is like the third text in so it was like last week yeah no and then i think i read the 21st and was thinking it just said august Mm. (laughs) wow guys sorry for that false information (laughs) Um, but I'm glad that Meg could clarify because I was real. Well, it makes me feel better because I thought I legit missed it. And if it was a month ago, then like I'm not as mad at myself. Well, that's why I was like, every day has been getting slightly shorter as far as when the sun goes down. So I knew that we had already passed it. That is great to know. I'm glad that I did not know this to suck in. How are you doing over there? Um, (laughs) Um, you know, I worked last night. And so, you worked last oh at Hershey. Yeah. Okay. So um I'm a little foggy. Yeah. But okay, that's fair. That could be why that was misread. Yeah. Did okay, anytime I have been gone from nursing for a fairly significant amount of time, it always feels a bit rusty coming back. Mm. Did it feel a bit rusty for you? Or were you like, nope, I'm like on my A game and I got this? Um I don't think rusty like um hmm I don't think rusty but there's definitely that like oh I haven't done that in a while okay 
you know but like it's always it's reassuring when like I'm also in a very familiar place well yeah I guess that's true too Um, but even so like even as travel yeah I don't know I think I kind of enjoy it but like yeah I don't know if that will change with age yeah I am um... not calling you old or anything, Mike. Well, no, and I was like that even when I was in my twenties. <laughs> like I am a girl that it's funny. I don't necessarily want like a repetitive job, but if I'm not doing the job repetitively, I for sure have to like think through it. Even the coffee truck, when the coffee truck sits for three months, and then it's like my first time back in it, I for sure have to be like, okay. What are we doing in life now? Huh? What, what are we? Where are we at? Yeah. Like for I gotta, sure. think, I gotta think through it. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just like flow naturally. Yeah. Which okay. Hmm. I don't know if this is gonna be a segue at all, but <laughs> in the midst Try. of reading about our topic a little bit, yeah, it was saying that like when it's. I don't know how I feel about the separation of the three parts, like three brains. Um, I feel like there's a big evolution piece to that. And not that I don't believe in like, um, I don't believe in creation being of evolution, but I believe that there is a form of evolution that occurs. Right. Mm -hmm. So like adaptation. um, Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. Um, Anywho, it was talking about like the three brains, reptilian mammalian and like limbic mm-hmm. and like neocortex and it was just saying that we remember things based off of most most often um we remember things based off of our emotions to those things mm. which is interesting because yeah we always like people say that phrase like they may not remember your name but they'll remember how you made them feel yeah and there's actually like some truth, truth to that, that. Hmm. which is interesting but I was just thinking like in the coffee cart like it I wonder because how much emotion do you have in the coffee cart that you'd like remember from that you know what I mean like that's not a situation yeah. where I'd be like oh you were definitely feeling some type of way while yeah. working in the coffee cart which is not not you know? as much I do yeah. get a little I do get a little angsty sometimes in the coffee cart and I have to remind myself that I'm not in a nurse role like nothing critical is going to happen so that is interesting what you're saying because my brain is like when I go to work bad things can happen yeah which is the true story of a nurse so you're always just like minute by minute like okay who's gonna like crash or what's gonna happen what order you know is the doctor writing for next like you're kind of just always a little bit on edge is that just me okay no Um, it's not just you but then my brain likes to take that into the coffee cart setting and I often have to do self-talk and I'm like, uh, hey, totally different setting. We're fine here. We're <laughs> fine. Yes. Nothing's going to happen. And if it does happen, I'm the boss. I'm totally in charge. I can yeah. decide whatever I want to decide whenever I want to decide it. So yes. you can right. take a deep breath and calm down and maybe like lay off the caffeine. You know what I mean? Like, kind of <laughs> when you're surrounded by caffeine, being yeah. able to lay off the caffeine is much easier said than done, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. I might stop drinking all the things that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But I think there is 
such a sense. I was actually talking to my hairdresser about this because we have in-depth life conversations. Like if you don't have a hairdresser that you're having in-depth mm-hmm, life mm-hmm, conversations, mm-hmm. I feel bad for you, friend. I'm gonna second this. They are a therapist. They are the yeah, most wonderful informal kind. therapist. Informal, sure. yeah. yeah. So we were talking about like how much of our occupation has created us into like some adulthood tendencies. Like, are we truly OCD, ADHD, ADD? Mm. Like, or are these just tendencies that we've really acquired from so much of that adaptation that you talked about mm. of our workplace? Because this is interesting. Yeah, because like I don't remember growing up being one bit like controlling or type A or an OCD with with certain things. Mm-hmm. And I do think a lot of that was like something that I picked up on mm. or like the mm. advocacy justice fighter in me. Like I feel like those are all things that I don't remember as like a child or I don't remember seeing like as an example in front of me and I don't remember certain situations of life walking through that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's it seems like these things, some of them just all of a sudden appeared out of nowhere, which like mm-hmm. – Maybe there is deeper roots, but yeah, that's super interesting. A little bit of like nature versus nurture. Correct. It's super hard. Like it's such a fuzzy line between the two of those. Yeah. And it's hard, but also, which I guess we should tell them what we're talking about. <laughs> we definitely have said we are like, yeah, merging into our We're main merging. Topic. Okay. So you're saying that it was like a partial okay segue is what I'm hearing. Yeah, no, I think it was good. It was only good for you and I because we knew where we're going. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay, now let's rewind lost. so you can all appreciate the subpar segue that Em right. just had. Yeah. Yeah, give it a solid – I give it 60%. Yeah. I like a 6.5 for yeah. sure. Because of the timing. It could have been better, but <laughs> we'll work on it. They're still on the edge of their seats. Like, and what are we talking about? This and we're 10 morning? minutes in and we don't know the topic. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Um. Yeah, are you, are you Italian or am I? Oh, you. Okay, uh, so actually I was a little bit like, I feel like we have been touching on this pretty often. So obviously it's been rattling around inside my brain for a minute. But this idea of perspective, the idea of vantage point, um, point of view, it's really the way that we come into the world, we address the world, and that we handle ourselves. And so I think, um, like, your segue is a really good point because some of our perspectives are completely based on the setting that we find ourselves in and what we are surrounded by, um, things that we take as just kind of a, a base foundation of who we are. Um, and I actually, I first became very aware of, the way that I think I started thinking about the way that I think when I was in my twenties and I was down in Haiti and we were at a board meeting. And I remember thinking to myself, like, do I actually believe this because I believe this or do I believe these things because it's what I've been taught to believe. Mm. And so at that point I really took a step back and started saying, what do I actually believe for myself? And I think we see this, Often within a church setting, especially if you mm. are a churched kid, yeah. at some point you say, well, I don't want it to be my parents' faith. I want it to be my own faith. And what does that actually mean? What does that actually look like? What do I actually believe? And you'll find out that there are some things that you 
believe that are going to be different than what your parents taught you or maybe a different sort of version of. Mm -hmm. And so the cool thing as you continue on this journey called life is that I think a lot of times our perspectives really do shift. And I have shared with you that once before I said to my oldest uh, stepson, Jackson, a couple of years ago, I said, you know, the older I get Jackson, the less I know. And he kind of hesitated and was like, what does that mean? And I thought to myself, yeah, that does sound kind of interesting, right? Because we're constantly acquiring knowledge and hopefully getting wiser. But I think that there's a difference between knowledge and wisdom and and maybe the application of such. And so when I was 20, I was a lot more black and white in my thinking and really just felt fairly confident in myself that I had the answers to everything. And as I've gotten older, I've realized that a belief that I hold now might be completely moot in 10 years. Like I might not agree with it at all, probably not at all, um, but I might hold it a lot more loosely than what I do currently. Right. Um, I might hold that conviction less strongly. I might have had things revealed to me either in like a spiritual sense or just in a life lesson sense. Um, Before I got divorced, I was emphatic that I was never going to be divorced. Never capital N. Take it to your grave. It wasn't happening to this girl. And then guess Mm -hmm. what? I ended up divorced 10 years ago. And so I think sometimes like our perspective, I think we have to just sort of remember that where we are in life, what we think how we think it is subject to change. And in the midst of that, to maybe be a little bit kinder to each other and to ourselves. Yeah. Mm. So it's just been rattling around in my brain. I, we talked about it when Em and I were together. Um, by the way, nice job with Maggie last week. Oh, yeah. Wait, Maggie, Maddie. No, she, Maddie. Maddie. Yeah, she with could Maddie. be a Maggie, I feel like. Yeah. Equally adorable. I equally have, adorable. I would like her a lot. If you I would definitely, her. definitely like her a lot. Um, And then when we were together the episode before, we were touching on perspective then as well as we were talking about this, like, in between mastery of saying no, which was, yeah. like, the craziest title that we probably have ever put onto <laughs> one of our episodes. Um. But when we talk about, you know, hard conversations, and I feel like there's a lot of things that come up in the world of nursing, that it really could just be a perspective shift, even maybe that we think a family member is making some inaccurate choices on behalf of their loved one. But maybe if that was us trying to say goodbye to our mom, our dad, our brother, you know, we in a time of complete crisis, might also make choices that look mm, questionable yeah what are you thinking about all this I am really pondering it's um something that like when you said this I was like whoa that's so weird because it had just like hit me um like the day before Mm. um off of like it had been like a topic just in parenthood in general recently on my heart because I'm very quickly learning to never say never Mm. um 
And I think that idea that you're saying, Mega, being acknowledging this, I think will allow us to be kinder to our current self. Mm-hmm. Um, because when you do, and when we do start to take time to understand and name the things, whether in our past, future, or current, I think um, we're able to see it from like a bird's eye view mm-hmm. and not be so judgy on ourselves. We're able to like take a step away and be as kind to ourselves as we would to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, in this parenting journey, I so often have been like, you know, and you hear this, like, oh, my kids will never have an iPad. They'll never watch the TV, like, not for right, more than right, five right. minutes. Like, being able to laugh at those things now because, mm-hmm. like you said, we are convicted and things are revealed differently as we continue to walk this life. And um, I just – God – I think God does have a sense of humor. I truly think that because – yeah. There are things in the process of life, just even in um, the sanctification process and, like, aka, like, spiritual maturity process that I've walked, like, both separately from my husband and with my husband, there are things that I would have never thought would be, like, when I work out, that I'd only be able to, like, with sanity, listen to Christian rap music. Like, that doesn't mean that everyone has to be only listening to Christian rap music to work out or, like, you know, hip hop or whatever. But like, yeah, in my current walk right now, five years ago, I would have never thought that would have been anything that bothered me or I was convicted mm. of. And so, yeah. yeah, I think I read something too. And I liked the phrase because, you know, I'm on to like metaphors and short things that are memorable in my brain. But it said um, about labeling your emotions, name it to tame it, that this can move um, out of the emotion and engage the neocortex, the rational thinking part of our brain when we actually take the time to name it. And it said that studies have suggested that simply writing down things such as journaling, you know, um, our account of a challenging experience can lower physiological reactivity and increase our sense of well-being. And I think we always talk about, you know, we try to be tangible here on the podcast and it's hard sometimes because it does sound fruity and cheesy. Um, but like little things such as naming, like, okay, maybe my perspective in this season, I was feeling this way or this is what happened. I think just naming it um, and acknowledging that allows us to have that sense of really thought provoking, intentional decision making. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, but just – I don't know if any of that makes sense. I feel like I kind of talked in a circle, but, like, it all just feels jumbled in my Celsius night shift brain. But it, no, it feels no. like a good topic. <laughs> I think it's actually really good. Like, when you're talking about the music that you're listening to or even how convictions are um, kind of imparted on each one of us a little bit differently. Like, we can all read the exact same Bible, but what I'm working with in my life and where you're – currently working with Jesus might look very, very different. And there are things that, you know, you would struggle with that I don't struggle with currently and vice versa. And right. So and even five me, years ago that you wouldn't have like even right. thought. Yeah. So it made me actually think about, there's a passage in Romans. It says one man's faith allows him to eat everything, but another man 
whose faith is weak, eats only vegetables. The man who eats everything must not look down on him who does not. And the man who does not eat everything must not condemn the man who does, for God has mm. accepted him. Yeah. Because at one time, there was a lot of um, rules in the Bible about what was okay to eat and what was not okay to eat. And there are certain religions that continue on in those thoughts. Um, the Jewish culture very much believes in having to eat kosher and things like that. But in the New Testament, it kind of says that it puts a lot of that to like to rest, saying that if one man is eating something and somebody else like doesn't feel comfortable doing that, it's okay. Yeah. And we shouldn't be looking down on each other. So it doesn't mean that like I'm better than somebody else because I'm working out to Christian rap music. Exactly. And they're not because there's another place in their walk that they are in maybe a further along journey than I am actually right now, you know, one of the things that I've really been um, working with, with God is this idea of rest, which obviously we talk about all the time, but I have had to really like infuse that into my life over the last couple of years. And the craziest thing is honestly learning to not continually feel guilty when I'm taking rest because it's not a cultural norm. And so I think even as believers that in our places of work, And even just within our own life, um, because we will often look a little bit like the odd man out. Um, Why are you not complaining about that? Why are you not like, why are you having a good attitude when it's really crappy around here? Um, It tends to not be very popular, truthfully, like misery loves company. Right. And so people, Mm -hmm. I feel like just they tend to feel judged even if you're not sort of a part of the norm and so all that to say that like sometimes I think even when whatever our perspective is or whatever it is that God is working on in our own hearts we have to kind of continue to do even the challenging work of not just going back maybe to what is the easy path like for a lot of people the idea of rest would be like the easy path right like oh well it must be nice that you're taking a day off and not doing anything but it's actually harder when it's in a culture that doesn't actually support that right um, right. And the, the reason, one of the reasons that I wanted to talk about perspective or an example was because I found it really ironic a couple of weeks ago that I got nominated for another Daisy award. And I even feel bad just like mentioning it because it feels like every other day I'm like, I got nominated for a Daisy award. And there are people out there that are getting not nominated and they're doing harder, more incredible work. Um, and yet at the same time, like, I don't want to diminish the fact that a patient thought that their interaction with me was worthy of a Daisy because it was so meaningful for them, which is really what the Daisy Award is all about. Right. And so this was a nomination and it was as simple as they were terrified of getting their IV started and had not had a good experience in the past. And I ended up being the one that started their IV and it was a different type of experience for them and went really, really well. And so they honestly nominated me for a Daisy, which is why I chuckle a little bit about it. Um, And it was just a nomination and very sweet, like very, very sweet nomination. But what I really, what I wanted to share about it was simply the fact that 10 years ago, I sucked at putting IVs in. And so it felt 
a bit of a full circle moment that somebody was nominating me for a Daisy Award because I placed their IV so well. Because 10 years ago, I would never, I mean, of course, you would think that you would improve as you continue to use the skill, but I would never have thought like I'd be nominated for a Daisy Award because somebody was like so impressed with my ability to place their IV. And so it kind of reminded me of like, even where we're at as nurses, as moms, wives, um, friends, like just in our own personal journey, you will be amazed where you are actually at five years later, 10 years later down the road. And there will be things that will make you just like, it's almost going to feel laughable, like in this situation, because I had, I mean, I was literally to the point that I would, I would be like, just Mm, killing not in a good way the IV game in a day and I'd be like somebody I gotta tap out like I am not getting one IV in I'm getting in my head I'm getting totally overwhelmed I don't want to do this I had a charge nurse that would always put me on IVs because she knew that I needed the practice but sometimes that's not like the best when you're like in your head about it in your head yes you almost need that like break away correct I need to like do IV like 10 IVs and then somebody else like tap out um, I mean, let me tap out and like come in. And so yeah. here I was obviously in a much different place. I don't stress out about IVs anymore. I've become um, somebody that my colleagues come to when they have a really challenging IV. And I just thought, wow, you know what? I would really love for people to honestly consider. And as you're talking about like bird's eye view M and like being kind to yourself, like where are you at in life that you can actually celebrate those moments even if they feel a little bit silly or ridiculous but like it doesn't matter you're allowed to celebrate even what seems a little bit silly or ridiculous like you can absolutely say wow I have really come far yeah and to be kind to yourself in whatever space you're currently struggling in to say you know what probably in five or ten years this is gonna look a heck of a lot different and so healthy perspective Mm. is just uh, I think where we need to be kind of all the time, honestly, like, yeah, like you said, take, take your thought. Um, there was like a three C catch it, check it, change it, catch your thought, be aware of it. You know, like, this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm telling myself. This is what I'm thinking about the other person. Like, yes, check it. Is it factual? Like, okay. So, uh, I suck at IVs. That's my awareness. Is that factual? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then uh, change it. Okay. But the change can say, you know what, though? I will get better. It's okay giving yourself permission. It's okay that I'm not great at IVs yet. It takes a minute. Yeah. Not all things come natural. Yeah. When we were talking about imposter syndrome, yeah. One of the types of imposter syndrome was, um, oh man, what was the correct term for it? It was like, the perfectionist that Mm. part of imposter syndrome is this belief that like the first time you give a speech, you should just nail it. The first time you do anything, you should just totally crush it and like be a natural at it. Like, Oh, I should be a natural athlete athlete. And if I'm not a natural athlete, then that means I'm never going to be good at this, but that's not accurate. Right. And so we can change our perspective simply by saying, um, what is the actual truth? Like the actual truth is like, I'm going to get better at this. That's fine. And the reality right. is that if I don't become some magician of IVs, oh, well, the world will go on. Right. You know what There'll I mean? be like something maybe- else that you find your niche in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause while you're talking, I'm like, I'll have a thought. And then you just like 
hit home with it. And I'm like, yes, I was just thinking that. I love when that happens. <laughs> no, but seriously, because yeah, I think even when I started off with our segue, like that we remember a lot of our situation depending on our emotions within it. Mm. And you hit home, Meg, with what I was wanting to say next that was on my heart was that emotions are not truth. But they mm. are worth that checking it of acknowledging them or naming it to tame it or Great whatever, however you want to refer to it. Like True. our emotions are wonderful. Jesus had them when walking the earth. Like they're all, I don't want to say they're all God given because not all, you know, fear is not and doubt, but um, there are reasons and they will be used even if they aren't of God. And so like, yes, they do need acknowledged and in some aspects appreciated, but to actually capture our thoughts, like first off, you need that rest that Meg is talking about, right? Like how are you supposed to capture name and check and whatever analogy you want to use? How are you supposed to take those thoughts captive at all and overcome them and not have them consume you if we don't take the time to be still with them. And Mm. um, I think that's a really important part that I learned way too late because I think I tried to, like as a new nurse, I definitely just tried to suppress, like suppress, suppress, suppress. Like I don't need to think about it because I wanted to give myself a break. Like I thought I was being healthy. I wanted to give myself a moment to just not be thinking about the critical care environment that was like making me cry every day and the people within it. And so I think that's what felt healthy at the time and definitely being nice to that Emily because she she was just trying um but there definitely has to be time for us to um yeah call them out as what they are and like speak over them Mm -hmm. and I think I didn't realize nor did I put that weight in Christ at that time to be able to speak over it and so that's a part of my story that I really look back on and appreciate now um, and I think what you're saying too, Meg, of being able to like both of us look over things is like a bird's eye view. But yeah, that healthy perspective and like just shifting it is just, yeah, something that I don't think you can flip your, you know, snap your fingers and it be there, right? Like I think, mm-hmm. yes, praying for that wisdom is something that can totally happen. And I've seen that in my life. Um, but like it, it's just something that you kind of have to just walk through and like pick up the pieces as you go and then eventually it will gather and it will look a lot prettier than what it feels like um during the walk um yeah and I think having like an individual maybe you know we talk at times um when we when we share about like discernment having uh, wise friends surrounding you that can speak truth back to you that can you know impart wisdom um obviously a counselor having uh, a different perspective. There are times that simply because I sit with my counselor, it might not be like a huge life altering issue that I'm having, but I'm just like, man, I cannot shake this like thought or feeling in this one area, whether it's like frustration or whatever it is. And sometimes I just need a totally fresh perspective to be given to me. Like, well, have you ever considered? Yeah. And all of a sudden I'm like, uh, no. No, I had not considered that. <laughs> Thank you for that perspective. So like, yeah. yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said for when you are holding that fresh uh, insight. Pers- yeah, insight. Thank you. Thank you for giving me another word. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> Fresh insight. But also that when you're actually trying to work through it and change it, 
because you're right it does take time and actually probably a lifetime like this is going to be part of our whole journey as we get older like we won't ever arrive so there's your arrival fallacy like don't think that you know when you finally get it right it means that you won't need anybody and you'll have all the answers and you'll have this healthy perspective all the time like there will always be a little something and so I think just continuing to hold kindness yeah for ourselves in the growth um and even that there will be areas oh here's here's the like back to the the beginning too like there will be places too that you will feel rusty that for a while you'll be like, I, I thought that that wasn't like an issue anymore. I thought that I had kind of taken care of it or I had gotten a healthy perspective on that. And now maybe a couple of years later, you're back in a situation that you feel a little bit rusty or the muscle memory feels a little mm. weak and you're just yeah. like, oh man, I got to like exercise this again, like daily gratitude and being kind to myself. And like, it's just interesting what we don't hold an active awareness for, we kind of become forgetful. Definitely. 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 Yeah. So good, Meg. I really like it. There was a, um, before I had gone on my little, uh, social media fast for a little while, the day before there was a like written out billboard and it was like, um, it said like a task for the day. Then it had like a different perspective written next to it. So it was like getting up early or, you know, kids waking up early, more time to spend with my loved ones for babies and family. Mm. And it was like, um, doing the laundry, having really nice clothes to wash and wear to feel our best. And then it was like, um, going grocery shopping, having the money to supply the needs for my family. Like it was just a bunch of those things written out in a way that like, we don't say it every day because it's not the norm to be like, ah, I get to go grocery shopping, like, (laughs) which like for, for it's, you know, in some sense, like there's a realness to this too, but I do think there can be like a bliss in all of the mundane that really shapeshift everything from a perspective origin. Yeah. Um, And I do think that we're called to do that as believers in Christ. Um, Yeah. You know, we're called to choose what is noble and honoring and we're we're called to not be um conformed but transformed you know there's so much that we can pull out of this and applying it is hard but i do think that there there's an ability to do so and sometimes yes being kind to ourselves is totally it but sometimes it's like hey those emotions suck and <laughs> They're not what we want to be or how we want to act. And that's old us. And yeah. we're made new in Jesus. And so here's the perspective I want on this situation. My work is a place that even though everyone around me is complaining, I get to do a lot of things in life that I enjoy because of the finances from this mm. blessing of work. Yeah. You know, I get to bless others in this place. And um, even if we're saying it so much that like, we don't believe it, but we say it so much that we maybe might start to believe it. I've mm-hmm. been there and I think both places um, resonate in different seasons, um, a place yeah. of gratitude. So yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it's, this topic. It's good. And um, if you're somebody who already has a really like great perspective, then also try hard to encourage others around you you know, and offer maybe a little bit of different insight or like what you were just saying, Em, I love that. Like, you know, you don't necessarily, sometimes I I do understand. You just want somebody to be like, 
yeah, that stinks. Sorry, yeah. your day was busy and it was filled Correct. with like chores and all the things. You don't want somebody yeah. to always be like, well, like, I don't know. Why do I feel like that's like a, so true. A, a, like kind of a bless your heart moment or something? It's just yes. like oh, bless like, her heart. Like nothing's ever wrong. You know what I mean? Like we don't want to be like a fake Christian either. Yes, right. But I think that there is a place that we can infuse. This is like part of that being the light, you know? Like there yeah. is a reality that life is good. We really do live as the 1% on the spinning globe. Um, most people don't have access to drinkable water, indoor plumbing, a roof over their head, uh, healthcare, clothing, consistent food. Do you know what I'm saying? A car mm-hmm. to drive. Like, yeah, there are a lot of ways that just because of the lottery of birth, uh, we have opportunities afforded to us that are not necessarily afforded to others. And so take those blessings and be a blessing, you know? Yeah. Amen. And hey, if you are feeling unsettling, I know I was in an, um, a little season of that recently, which is why I did. I felt like God was like in multiple areas pressing on me like multiple times for multiple weeks, like pressing on me to like give up some social media in this season. Mm. And um, a lot of that, like I felt unsettled. I felt unrested even when I was trying to rest and I was doing way too much comparison game. And hey, I'm just saying that to say, if you feel like it's hard to shift your perspective in this season, maybe it is a time to just take a step back from that stuff because, man, carrying all that is hard. And yeah, so if you needed a little encourager to that, M is here to tell you there's your encouragement and take a step back from social media with me. (laughs) Love, love, love. Love. I will be doing that myself as I disappear for a little vacay. And the other thing, one final reminder uh, on this podcast, that if you're joining us for the fall retreat, you have exactly one month. We're going to ask everybody to be signed up by September 23rd. Um, so you've got one month to sign up and to join us from October 4th to October 6th for our second retreat at River Mountain. Yay. Hope Hooray. to see you there. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.